Welcome to Beyond Our Focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver About Wizard and Glass. We're, it's the fourth novel in the Stephen King saga of books, The Dark Tower. We are in the fourth and final part of the book, finally. Which means we barely have anything left. Just barely. Just the hints of things left. The first three sections were so huge compared yeah. to this last little tiny bit. Uh, but part four, all God's chillin' got shoes. Mm. Chillin', chillin', whatever. Chillin'. All God's people got shoes. Children. It would be children. Little people. Chapter one, Kansas in the morning. So we have officially concluded the story of young Roland, and we are now back with the original Quartet. You pretty much. Because we ended with Cuthbert and Elaine taking Roland back to Gilead. Well, the ghost of Roland, essentially. Except there was nothing to touch, nothing there. The thing which rode west with them towards Gilead was not Roland, or even a ghost of Roland. Like the moon at the close of a circle, Roland had gone. It's like a circle. So essentially, he went into a coma and was never seen or heard from again. Some point, we think. <laughs> this is all a delusion. We could hope not. <laughs> King could have ended it that way. But like, King, once again, can't do an ending to save your life, can you? That would have just sucked, really. Shh, we don't talk about endings here. We're talking about the ending, it is not. <laughs> well, now they know that's not the ending. Thank God. <laughs> you don't want that to be an ending, it's not. It's better than that. Now, before we move on... I should say, before we say anything else, we should probably move on. Because if we start talking about the ending, that's it. We're ending it right now. <laughs> it's, 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 it's something. It is something. <laughs> okay, we will get so to it. Kansas in, in the morning. Three more books. Four more books. Five more years. Well, I mean, we got through four books in a year. If we do the next one, like we said, we're going, thinking about doing it, that's going to go by like that. And then, Song Shazam is not a big book, though. That's Wolves of Kala next, though. But Wolves of Kala is a thick one. About as, if not a little more than this. Susanna, tiny. But then... Ooh, the Dark Tower. That is a one. That's a big book. It's a big book, and there's also a lot of information, so it means that we're going to be talking a lot. It's a big book. It's somewhere close to a thousand pages. So, a lot going on in that book. It's a good book. Definitely sections of it. Really, really good. I'm going to make it through Wolves of Kala first. Which is a book that happened in this series. My least favorite book of the series. It could have been a short story on the side and we could have moved past it, in my opinion. But uh, it is being foreshadowed in this book. So, he really wanted to do something with it, apparently. I don't know. Not my favorite. But, anyways. We are back in Kansas. For the first time in hours, days, 
The gunslinger fell silent. He sat for a moment, looking towards the buildings to the east of them, which the sun behind it, with the sun behind it, the ga glass palace was a black shape surrounded by gold nimbus. With his forearms propped on his knees, then he took the water skin which lay in the pavement beside him, held it over his face, opened his mouth, and upended it. And kind of drank from it. <laughs> it was more of a. This is mostly just to refresh myself because I've been talking way too I need long. to be watered. Yeah. <laughs> I am plant. I am Groot. Uh, and if you can't tell, because it's pretty obvious, it is raining quite a bit outside. So if the audio is a little off or a little different, it's because... we got some atmospheric rain going on. We do. We very much do. Which might sound like static, which might sound like, I don't know. <laughs> but it is very, very much raining a lot outside. And we're going to turn down that gain a little bit because it was up a little bit. So hopefully that's not too bad either. <laughs> we know what we're doing. We're professionals. Oh, yeah. I mean. At last, he put the water skin aside and only lay there, eyes closed, arms stretched out high above his head like a man surrendering in his sleep. Steam rose in delicate tendrils from his wet face. Ah, he said. Feel better? Eddie asked. The gunslinger's lids rose, disclosing those faded yet somehow alarming blue eyes. Yes, I do. I don't understand how that can be, as much as I dreaded this telling, but I do. An ologist of the psyche could probably explain to you, Susanna said, but I doubt you'd listen. I'm going to try the popper back. It's like, actually, not as stiff as I thought it would be after such a, a long tail. Tell you one thing, Eddie said. This gives a whole new meaning to get it off your chest. How long have we been here, Roland? Just one night. The spirits have done it all in a single night, Jake said in a dreamy voice. His legs were crossed at his ankles. Oi sat in the diamond shape made by the boy's bent knees, looking at him with his bright gold black eyes. Roland sat up, wiping at his wet cheeks with his neckerchief, and looked at Jake sharply. What is it, you say? Not me. A guy named Charles Dickens wrote that, in a story called A Christmas Carol. All in a single night, huh? Does any part of your body say it was longer? Jake shook his head. No, he felt pretty much the way he did any morning, better than on some. He had to take a leak, but his back teeth weren't exactly floating or anything like that. Eddie? Susanna? I feel good, Susanna said. Surely not as if I stayed up all night, let alone many of them. Eddie said, It reminds me of the time I spent as a junkie, in a way. Doesn't everything? Roland asked dryly. Oh, that's funny. That's it's typical Eddie. Everything reminds you of some kind of time when you were getting high. Everything. Water sounds good. Does yeah. indeed sound good at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You know, I feel like rolling at the moment. That's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. Of course, Jay, uh, Eddie tells a little story about being a junkie obviously staying up all night and not staying up for days and not feeling it and then finally one day just crashing and then you wake up going oh my goodness i died jake laughed then clapped a hand over his mouth so violently that it was as if he wanted not just to hold the sound in but call it back sorry he said that made me think of my dad 
One of my people, huh? Eddie said. Yeah, actually, yeah. Anyway, I expect to be sore. I expect to be tired. I expect to creak when I walk. But I actually think all I need to put me right is a quick pee in the bushes. And a bite to eat, Roland asked. Eddie had been wearing a small smile. Now it faded. No, he said. After that story, I'm not all that hungry. In fact, I'm not hungry at all. Except he wasn't much into the the heroin. He was into the cocaine. Yeah. The white powder. I forgot what Jake would call it. Repeatedly in the last book. I feel like I should remember that. Because you're right, he had a name for it. The Coca-Cola. Yeah. Not Coke, but Coca-Cola. And he would mention his dad doing something. I don't remember what it was, but... So it's time to go find some bathrooms, basically. Yeah. Susanna wasn't laughing when she came out of the bushes. Her face was streaked with tears. Eddie didn't ask her. He knew. He had been fighting the feeling himself. He took her gently in his arms and put her face against the side of his neck. They stayed that way for a little while. Char you tree, she said at last, pronouncing it as Roland had chair. Which I thought was interesting. Chair you tree. So how I accidentally said it that one day and got reamed out for it. I see how it is. Roland can say it, but I can't. We say true English over here, okay? <laughs> which is broken English, which is not the right I'm English. Here. Which is... Half of this was Spanish. <laughs> chair you tree. Char you tree. I like char better, personally. Either like, way. We also don't say chairly. Right? It doesn't matter. That's Charlie. Roland has his weird accents, I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general over here. Anyway, as Roland had said, chair, you tree, with a little upturned vowel at the end. Yeah, I just said, thinking that a Charlie by any other name was still a Charlie. Or Charlie. Or however you say it. As he supposed a rose was a rose was a rose. Come reap. She raised her head and began to wipe her swimming eyes. You have gone to have gone through all that, she said, keeping her voice low and looking once at the turn part turnpike embankment to make sure Roland wasn't there. You know, Roland sees everything. He hears everything. <laughs> Don't say you can hide it. The man has the eyes and ears of Locke. Hmm. Looking down at them and at fourteen? Yeah, it makes my adventure searching for the elusive dime back. <laughs> and Topkin Square looked pretty tame in a way. Though, I'm almost relieved. Relieved why? Because I thought he was going to tell us that he killed her himself. For his damn tower. Not quite yet. Susanna looked squarely into his eyes. But he thinks he did. But he thinks that's what he did. Don't you understand that? Because literally, it's true. He thinks, pretty much, because he decided on the wizard's glass, since he decided on choosing the tower, that he completely forgot about Susan. Well, it's more like the wizard's glass misdirected him in a way to make it do what it wanted him to do versus going back to Susan. If it had shown him a different thing or shown what was actually going to happen to Susan, 
like it probably should have had it actually showed him everything, he would have immediately gone back. Yeah. It selectively showed him her being safe in the time being before she was fried. But so try he would to think, tell that to a, a, a Roland. Try well, to tell that to Roland. Oh, I get it. I'm just saying is that it's not his fault. It's the ball's fault. But the ball is evil. <laughs> when they were back together again and there was food actually in sight, all of them decided they could eat a bit. After all, Roland shared out the last of the burritos. Maybe later today we can stop in at the nearest Boing Boing Burgers and see what they've got for leftovers, Eddie thought. And they dug in, all of them that was, except Roland. He picked up his burrito, looked at it, then looked away. Eddie saw an expression of sadness on the gunslinger's face that made him look both old and lost. It hurt Eddie's heart, but he couldn't think of what to do about it. Jake, almost ten years younger, could. He got up, went to Roland, knelt beside him, put his arms around the gunslinger's neck. Is there neck, only that small difference between them two? Huh? Between Jake and Eddie. Oh, ten years? Ten. Is Eddie in his twenties? I think so. I, I, thought he, I, just, I just felt like he was older than that. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, I know we got, like, descriptions of them a while back. But for some reason, my mind was set like like Eddie was, like, in his 30s or something. I forgot how old Jake is right now. He's, like, 14 or something. Okay. So that would put him at 24. I mean, he's 14. I think he's 14. I mean, he, he's not. Cause he's ground 14. He started out as 11, I thought. And now he aged, But things have happened, but... I mean, if he's not 14, he's a little younger than yeah. that, which puts him... I'm thinking 14, I think, because, because I'm thinking prob- Roland. Because so that our, means yeah. he's not that young. Because our problem with the movie... Well, but there's a lot of problems with the movie. Well, was because actually, they chose, like, a 15-year-old to play Jake, and we know Jake was only 11 or... At originally. Time. Truthfully, I don't think he's supposed to be much older than 11. I think he's, like, maybe, maybe 12, if anything, because their adventures haven't been that insanely long yet. Yeah. But still, that means it would put Eddie... Like, 22. I don't know. And he's not 22. <laughs> I mean, you're wrong. It just doesn't feel like he's that, that young. But. He got up, went to Roland, knelt beside him, put his arms around the gunslinger's neck, and hugged him. I'm sorry you lost your friend, he said. Roland's face worked, and for a moment, Eddie was sure he was going to lose it. A long time between hugs, maybe. Mighty long. Eddie had to look away for a moment. Kansas in the morning, he told himself. A sight you never expected to see. Dig on that for a while and let the man be. When he looked back, Roland had had it together again. Jake was sitting beside him and Oi had his long snout on one of the gunslinger's boots. Roland had begun to eat his burrito, slowly and without much relish, but he was eating. It should be more, I'm sorry you lost the love of your life. (laughs) Well, he did something at least, instead of everybody just sitting there awkward. Uh, Roland's a hard man, okay? The real hard, hard man. Plus, I think that would have just made it worse. Like, instead of, I'm sorry you lost your friend. I'm sorry that you let the love of your life burn to death. (laughs) Sorry she turned into bacon. Did you find what you were looking for? Well, I, there's a lot I like here. I had marked particular section, but I kept going back. I was like, oh, there's, there's other good things here. There's lots of goodness here, okay? I'm very happy to be back yes. with our group. 
It's very refreshing to be back with our group. And literally the chapter's so small, it's fine. It's fine. I was just looking. I'm enjoying. It was, again, it was nice to read about them. Yeah. Versus, it's like, okay, that story was fine. It was good. But I missed our people. I missed our group. I missed our people, and we really didn't need half a book about Roland and his lover getting it on. Probably not. And then Jonas and his lover getting it on. Yeah, everybody's getting it on. There's a lot getting it on. You know what? Poor Adelaine and Cuthbert. I don't feel like they got it on at all. <laughs> Unless it was with each other. Oh, jeez. I Let's ship those two. Apparently he has created the first ship of the book. <laughs> Put it out there. One night, she marveled. On our body clocks, at least, Eddie said. In our heads. Who knows, Roland agreed. But story te- but storytelling's always changed time. Always changes time. At least it does in my world. He smiled. It was unexpected. As always, and as always. As always, and as always, it transformed his face into something nearly beautiful. Looking at that, Eddie mused, you could see how a girl might have fallen in love with Roland once upon a time, back when he had been long and going on tall, but maybe not so ugly, back when the tower hadn't yet gotten the hold of him, the best hold of him. On him. I think it's the way, I think it's that way in our world, sugar. Susanna said, Could I ask you a couple of questions before we get rolling? And we do get some <laughs> questions. Definitely helped fill some things out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was certainly gone. You're right about that. I was traveling, wandering. No, well, of course, I had to skip one piece. Saying, one was, sentence that makes like, this make more you're context. Like, you're like, we get so many questions and so many answers, and then what do you do? You just skip, skip the one. questions. Completely skip one. Before we get rolling, if you like, what happened to you? How long were you gone? I was certainly gone. You're right about that. I was traveling, wandering. Not in Maryland's rainbow, exactly. Or Maryland. I never did figure that out. I just say Maryland, because that's... <laughs> makes more sense to us? Yeah. Well, I mean, Maryland's rainbow makes sense. Maryland, wizard. Yeah, no, it's just, it's spelled weird. I don't know if that's, <laughs> I, I actually spell Maryland. I don't think I was, I would have ever returned from there if I'd gone to it a while. Into it while I was sick. But everyone has a wizard's glass, of course. Here he tapped his forehead gravely, just above the space between his eyebrows. That's where I went. That's where I traveled while my friends traveled east with me. I got better there, little by little. I held onto the ball and traveled inside my head. I got better. But the glass never glowed for me until the very end, when the battlement of the castle and the towers of the city were actually in sight. If it had awakened earlier, he shrugged. If it had awakened before, I'd started to get some of my strength of mind back. I don't think I'd be here now. Because any world, even a pink one with a glass sky, would have been preferable to the one where there was no Susan. I suppose the force that gives the glass its life knew that, and waited. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry, just him saying that he got better and better, and then he's like, "I traveled inside my head, and I got better." And all I heard in my head, in my head, was, "She turned me into a newt." He's like, "I got better." I don't know what that is. Or from? Uh, it's from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, I've seen it once. Oh. 
wasn't particularly impressed. Remember a few select scenes that I found to be amusing, amusing, and that's it. That's it all I've got. Literally a scene about a witch trial. I don't and, even remember witch trial. And it wasn't literally just a, a chick that they had stuck a carrot or something on her face, and you could see the strings and stuff like that. And then they're like, "She's a witch." And he's like, "No, they put this on my face." And they lift it up, and she's like, "Did you put this on?" And he's like, "Maybe." <laughs> Still witch! <laughs> but yeah, then they're like, how do you know she's a witch? And the crowd got really quiet, and someone's like, she turned me into a newt. And everyone kind of looked at me, and it's like, I got better. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I remember select things. I remember the, uh, the, 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 what are they, the, 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 the something that say nay. Oh, the knights who the, say nee. 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 <laughs> I remember that little scene. I remember the coconuts clapping together for the horses. A little snippets here and there, but I wasn't... Rem- I was going to say, do you remember the night in the forest? The black night? Not really. The, Again, the, I wasn't the, particularly enthralled with the movie. It's a flesh wound. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, but I've seen, I think I've seen a clip that yeah. on like, Facebook. It loses, like, everything. Like, really ridiculously loses everything. It's like one arm, fights him with the other arm, and then, like... No blood. No blood ever. Oh, Just... No, they're spraying. They're is, spraying, spraying this... everywhere. I don't remember yeah. blood. Yeah. And then, of course, him, like, hopping at him. He's like, oh, no, your kneecaps or something like that. And then the guy just finally just takes his legs off. And he's like, looks around. He's like, how will we call it a draw? A draw. Exactly. I'm sure that's what it is. Uh... <clears throat> but when it did glow for you again, it told you the rest, Jake said. It must have. It told you the part that you weren't here to see. Yes, I know much of the story as I do because of what I saw on the ball. You told us once that John Farson wanted your head on a pole, Eddie said, because you stole something from him, something he held dear. It was the glass ball, wasn't it? I didn't really know that was a question. (laughs) I think that was just like a parrot? Since we knew, everyone knows that was like Farson's thing. It was being held for Farson, and he took it. But okay, Eddie, thanks for pointing out the obvious, just in case no one knew. They hadn't figured it out yet. Yes, he was more than furious when he found out. He was insane with rage. In your parlance, Eddie, he went nuclear. <laughs> How many more? <laughs> oh. I was like, Thanos. <laughs> Oh, I lost myself. How? Nuclear, there it is. <laughs> I, I had to find where I was. I was gone. How many more times did it glow for you, Susan asked. And what happened to it? Jake nodded. Does he answer that question? What happened to it? To the it? ball? Yeah. He eventually... I don't think he ever says what happens to it. He says well, what he personally did with it, but never what happened to the ball particularly. Well, after, I'm pretty sure what he says is he ends up, he does eventually give it to his dad, and his dad literally brings, yeah, it, it, brings it to his room and then comes out, and the next day acts like nothing happened. Yeah, but that's not, the, that's my point, is we don't actually know what happened to it. We know he gave it to his father. From there... Well, we literally don't know what happened to them besides they left. I know. I was saying, that was my only point, was we don't actually know what happened to the ball. The magical pink ball of power. Hmm. Apparently didn't help. 
<sighs> I saw it three times after we left Magus Barony, Roland said. The first was on the night before we came home to Gilead. That was when I traveled in it for the longest, and it showed me what I've told you. A few things I've only guessed at, but most I was shown. I'm really curious about those parts you guessed at, Roland. What's inaccurate in this story? Uh, it showed me these things, not to teach or enlighten, but to hurt and wound. The remaining pieces of the wizard's rainbow are all evil things. I think all of them, period. Evil. <laughs> they really are. Hurt. Enlivens. Enlivens, sure. Them, somehow. It waited until my mind was strong enough to understand and withstand. And then it showed me all the things I missed in my stupid, adolescent compliancy. My lovesick days. My prideful, murderous conceit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right, Roland. That sounds real about right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Roland, don't, Susan said. Don't let it hurt you still. Susan, really? Susan's alive? <laughs> Did I say Susan? Yes. I'm so used to it. Now it's going to get hard to switch back over to Susanna. Uh, but it does. It always will. Never mind. It doesn't matter now what tale... No, nope. That tale is told. The second time I saw into the glass, went into the glass, was three days after I came home. My mother wasn't there, although she was due that evening. She had gone into... Whatever name that is. The barrier. Sure. A kind of retreat for women to wait and pray for my return. Nor was Martin there, because he he was busy orchestrating everything. <laughs> Evil son of a gun. He was in Prisia with Carson. The ball, Eddie said. Your father had it by then. No, no. <laughs> Roland said. He looked down at his hands, and Eddie. I was. Observed a faint flush raising into his cheeks. I didn't give it to him at first. I found it hard <laughs> to give up. I bet, Susan said. Susanna said. That's going to be hard. That's going to be a hard one. You and everyone else who ever looked into the thing. On the third afternoon, before we went to the banquet to celebrate our safe return. Uh, I bet you were really in a mood to party too, Eddie said. Oh yeah, I'm sure that was that was exactly what they wanted to do. Yay! Everyone I know died. It's wonderful. Well, not everyone, I guess, at this point. But my one true love died, being burned alive. It was wonderful. It was Pretty great. Pretty much, it was a yay. I survived. <laughs> she died. I made it home safe. Kind of. I was partially going insane. Yeah. Other than that, I'm good. I'm here. Oh, puff this in the water. <laughs> It says, Roland smiled without humor, still studying his hands. At around four o'clock, Cuthbert and Elaine came to my rooms. Why does he have multiple rooms? But anyways, we were... <laughs> came to my rooms. Yeah. We were a trio for an artist to paint. I wot, wind-burned, hollow-eyed, hands covered with healing cuts and scrapes from our climb up the side of the canyon, scrawny as scarecrows. Even Elaine, who tended towards stoutness, all but disappeared when he turned sideways. They confronted me, I suppose you'd say. They'd kept the secret of the ball to that point, out of respect for me and for the loss I'd suffered. They told me, and I believed them. But they would keep it no longer than that night's mail. If I wouldn't give it up voluntarily, it would be a question for our fathers to decide. They were horribly embarrassed, especially Cuthbert, but they were determined. 
I told them I'd give it over to my father before the banquet, before my mother arrived by coach from Debara, Debaria. Even, they should come early and see that I kept my promise. Cuthbert started to him and Ha and say that wouldn't be necessary, but of course it was necessary. And then, of course, Eddie brings up his drugs again. It's easier to flush it if someone's in there with you. Of course! Elaine, at least, knew it would be better for me, easier, if I didn't have to hand the ball over alone. He hushed Cuthbert up and said they'd be there. And they were. And I gave it over, little as I wanted to. My father went as pale as paper when he looked into the bag and saw what was there, then excused himself and took it away. When he came back, he picked up his glass of wine and went on talking to us as of our adventures and magus, of our adventures and magus, as if nothing had happened. But between the time your friends talked to you about it and the time you gave it up, you looked into it, Jake said, went into it, traveled in it. What did it show you that time? First, the tower again, Roland said, and the beginning of the way there. I saw the fall of Gilead and the triumph of the good man. We'd put those things back a mere twenty months or so by destroying tankers and the oil patch. I could do nothing about that, but it showed me something I could do. There was a certain knife. The blade had been treated with an especially potent poison, something from a distant midworld kingdom called Garland. Stuff so strong even the tiniest cut would cause almost instant death. A wandering singer, in truth, John Farson's eldest nephew, had brought this knife to court. The man he gave it to was the castle's chief of domestic staff. This man was to pass the knife on to the actual assassin. My father was not meant to see the sun come up the morning after the banquet. He smiled at them, at them grimly. Because of what I saw in the wizard's glass, the knife never reached the hand that would have used it, and there was a new chief of domestics by the end of that week. These are pretty tales, I tell you, are they not? Aye, very pretty indeed. Did you see the person the knife was meant for? Susanna asked. The actual killer? Yes. Anything else? Did you see anything else? Jake asked. The plan to murder Roland's father didn't seem to hold much interest for him. Yes, Roland looked puzzled. Shoes, just for a minute. Shoes tumbling through the air. At first I thought they were autumn leaves, and then I saw what they really were. They were gone, and I was lying on my bed with the ball hugged in my arms. Pretty much the way I carried it back from Magus. My father, as I've said, his surprise when he looked inside the bag was very great indeed. You told him who had the knife with the special poison on it, Susanna thought. Jeeves the butler or whoever, but you didn't tell him who was supposed to actually use it, did you, Sugar? Why not? Because you wanted to take care of that little spot of work yourself. But before she could ask, Eddie was asking a question of his own. Shoes? Flying through the air? Does that mean anything to you now? Roland shook his head. Tell us about the rest of what you saw in it, Susanna said. He gave her a look of such terrible pain that what Susanna had only suspected immediately solidified the fact in her mind. She looked away from him and groped for Eddie's hand. I cry your pardon, Susanna, but I cannot. Not now. For now, I've told all I can. All right, Eddie said. All right, Roland, that's cool. Cool, Boy agreed. Did you ever see the witch again? Jake asked. For a long time, it seemed Roland would not answer this either. But in the end, he did. Yes, she wasn't done with me. Like my dreams of Susan, she followed me, all the way from Magus. She followed me. 
What do you mean? Jake asked in a low, odd voice. Cripes, Roland, what do you mean? Not now, he got up. It's time we were on our way again. Yon glitter dome's good distance away, but I think we can reach it this afternoon if we move brisk. Twould be best. It's not a place I'd reach after nightfall if that can be avoided. Do you know what it is yet? Susanna asked. Trouble, he repeatedly, and it's in our road. Yeah. Interesting. Like Susan, Susanna said, he didn't really say who that knife was meant to go to. Who was the assassin? It's like, nah, he's... Roland has a... Roland has now, at the age of 14, a deep-seated... He has the blood of someone who wants to seek revenge on everything. He is, doesn't care who it is. He has a bloodlust now, and he's willing to just take it out on anybody. Who cares who it is? Or if we ever actually find out. I don't know. It's definitely something he skipped over right there. Yeah. Oh, God, the thinny. Not the thinny. I don't want the Sounds Hawaiian, doesn't it? Sounds freaking Hawaiian. Alright. Alright, just them walking and dealing with the, the horrible sound of the city. Yes, the city is literally all around them and it's like almost right up to the road even in some spots and it's just like... It's a wonderful thing. How nothing like started reaching out towards them, I don't know. Sounds Hawaiian. Of course, it's messing with their sinuses. Jake's just flat out crying. He's done. Let me get a nice little voice. Did you ever see Clay Reynolds again? Jake asked. After swallowing the pills from with the water from the skin he carried. No. But I know what happened to him. He got a bunch together. Some of them deserters from Farson's army. Went to Robin Banks. In towards our part of the world, this was. But by then, bank thieves and stage robberies didn't have uh, much to fear from gunslingers. The gunslingers were busy dealing with Farson. Uh, yes, but Reynolds and his men were trapped by a smart sheriff who turned the main street of a town called Oakley into a killing zone. Six of the ten of the gang were killed outright. The rest were hung. Reynolds was one of them. This was less than a year later, during the time of Wide Earth. He paused, then said, One of those shot dead in the killing zone was Coral Thorin. She had become Reynolds' woman, rode and killed with the rest of them. So that's two people that were unaccounted for by the end of his tale. Now we know. Well, both are dead. They didn't make it much further. Um, we... At some point, I know we find out what Rhea did, where, where she well, went. Yeah, and we eventually it. figure out what happened to Rhea. Um, and then we're going to find out what happened to someone else here, Wilson. <laughs> and maybe the next chapter. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Maybe the next chapter because we're in the last two pages. <laughs> and then there's something about a note. I don't remember. It says a note had been left under the wiper blade on the driver's side. Oh, yeah. What does it say, Eddie asked. Jake handed it over. Eddie looked, then passed it to Susanna, who read it and turned. Gave it to Roland. He looked and then shook his head. I can make out only a few words. Old woman, dark man. 
What does the rest say? The old woman from the dreams is in Nebraska. Her name is Abigail, he paused. Then down here it says, the dark man is in the west, maybe Vegas. Jake looked up at the gunslinger, the note fluttering in his hand, but Roland was looking toward the palace which shimmered across the highway. The palace that was not in the west, but in the east. The palace that was light, not dark. In the west, Roland said, dark man, dark tower, and always in the west. Nebraska's west of here too, Susanna said hesitantly. I don't know if that matters, this Abigail person, but I think she's part of another story, Roland said. But a story close to this one, Eddie put in. Next door, maybe. Close enough to swap sugar for salt or start arguments. I'm sure you're right, Roland said. We may have business with the old woman and the dark man yet, but today our business is east. Come on. They began walking again, and I have no notion, do not remember any of this. Yeah, it's a small thing, because I don't know if it ever actually comes back up again. Or if this is just like a small nod to one of his other books. I don't know, Just maybe. saying, huh. Because there's so many things about his other books yeah. that, that sprinkled in and about throughout this whole thing. Like, I just, I don't remember. Like, my brain's just drawing a blank on it. Yes, I don't know either. Oh, no, we do find out. What about Shimi? Hmm? We do find out what? About Shimi. Oh, we well, The other person We're sitting here the... talking about the note, and then you're like, we do find out. No, because that was the next line. And I had just asked before this note thing, or saying there was one other person we're going to find out about. Oh, but I wasn't yeah. sure if it was in this chapter or the next. No, and apparently it was in this one. Yay! And I have a random picture. And you do have a random picture. I think it's supposed to be the Wizard of Oz. Mine's a slightly further. Mm. In the next chapter. Yours is probably actually accurate. <laughs> oh, what about Shimi? Jake asked after a while. Roland left. Partly in surprise at the question, partly in please remembrance, he followed us. He couldn't have been he. It couldn't have been easy for him, and it must have been scary in places. There were wheels and wheels of wild country between Magus and Gilead, and plenty of wild folk too. Worse than just folks, mayhap, but Ka was with him, and he showed up in time for a year's end fair. He and that mule. <laughs> Cappy, Jake said. Uh, Appy. Appy, Oi repeated, <laughs> patting along at Jake's heel. When we went in search of the tower, I and my friends, Shimi was with us. As a sort of squire, I suppose you'd say. He. But Roland trailed off, biting his lip, and of that he would say no more. Cordelia? Oh, that woman. Susan asked... The crazy aunt dead before the bonfire burned down to embers. So she didn't take me very long. No, she. Yeah. It might have been a heart storm or a brainstorm, what Eddie calls a stroke. Perhaps it was shame, Susanna said, or horror at what she had done. It may have been, Roland said, walking to the tr- waking to the truth when it's too late is terrible thing. I know that very well. So yeah, she's a she just like woke up to realize she had just burned her niece alive. Yeah, wonderful. And probably just had a heart attack and died. I'm done. It's done. It's done. Uh, something up there, Jake said, pointing at a long stretch of road from which the cars had been cleared. Do you see it? Of course, Roland saw it. Yeah. For the love of God, of course he saw it. Every 
Uh, Roland did. With his eyes, he seemed to see everything. Yes. But it was another 15 minutes or so before Susanna began to pick up these small black specks ahead of, in the road. She was quite sure she knew what they were, although she thought, although what she thought was less vision than intuition. Ten minutes after that, she was sure. There were shoes. Six pairs of shoes placed neatly in a line across the eastbound lanes of Interstate 70. And that concludes the chapter. That is the chapter. A nice so little short chapter. We did get a rundown of some of the missing plot characters that kind of just disappeared. Most of them, truthfully. Yeah. Kind of everybody who survived. We got a pretty good detailed what happened. Most of them died. Um. <laughs> and the fact that he's unable to say things about certain other things he saw just leads us to believe, you know, a lot more happened. A lot more happened. The only ones we don't really know is where it is. Yeah. We know she's alive. At least we can't tell her she died yet. So she's alive doing some bidding because that's what she does. And then Shimi, Cuthbert, and Elaine yes. are with him going to the Dark Tower. Yes. But they're not with him now. <laughs> yes. And uh, apparently it's hard to talk about. So Susanna already knows something. Bad. I know bad. eventually we find out yeah. what happens at least to Elaine and Cuthbert. Yeah. Not, 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 not so much Shimi for, I think, a very long, 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 long time. But those two. But I don't remember what happened exactly. Because what I thought happened to them, we I thought we found out in this book. <laughs> which I'm really wrong not. completely because... Yeah. Unless it's going to pop up here in the next... 30, 40 pages, which I don't think so. Maybe it's another one of his... One of those mo- moments where, you know, he's under a delusion and we just get that story. There's no telling. We'll find out something at some point. But that was the end of that chapter. Which I think was good. It was good getting back to the game. Yeah. God, my God, it was so good getting back it to the game. It was a nice introduction back. We got some of the plot holes filled... All the questions we wanted to know, they wanted to know, so we're good with that. Yes, yes, they answered it's most like of the questions. We, we were all in our little group huddle, and they asked the questions we wanted to. Since we can't ask him, apparently. He doesn't hear us. I can truly say, when eventually they do start this Dark Tower series, I feel like we're, we're going to have to review episode five. <laughs> just because it's like... We're gonna have we've been doing these books forever. So when this thing finally pops up, however they start it, we're just yeah. It's just it feels uh oh yeah. It has to be necessary. Oh yeah. I don't think I don't think we can go through this entire journey and then just be like, eh, it's fine. We don't need anything else. Because I'm sorry. No matter what, every time you read the series, you are on the search for the tower. Like, you officially become part of that journey. You feel his addiction. You need to know. You want to know. And, Which, yeah. we'll get a lot more into certain little things about that in the later part of the books here. Mm-hmm. Because a lot to discuss. Like, there's one thing I love about the ending of the book. Some things, maybe not so much. 
But one thing I love about the ending of the book. But we'll get to that in three books. Four books from now. Because <laughs> right now would not be the appropriate time to talk about it. That's it. We're, we are, you made it four books in, people. Now we're going to ruin everything uh, for spoiling you. the whole ending. You don't worry about it. You don't have to get any further. The other books are not important. <laughs> well, they kind of are. Not the next one so much. That, that, oh, God. It's like, the problem with that, though, is I have read the series through skipping that one. I did it the last time around. And when I did start Songs of Susanna, I was like, I don't remember when that was. Because Wolves of Kala could have been a Songs of Susanna. It should have been a short book. It really should have. It should have been a short book, and they probably should have split, made Songs of Susanna the long book, and made The Dark Tower a little shorter. So that it was a little more that way. Because Wolves of Kala really should have been a... Almost a cliff note. Or they could have combined Wolves of Kala with Song Susanna into one book and just made one thick book. And Wolves of Kala did not need to be as long as it was. There's so little things are important to that story. And a character we're going to meet that I wish just would never have made it into the books. Because we get way too much of him. Way, way, way too much of him. He's completely unnecessary, in my opinion. That note, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get there soon enough. We really will. But next week is because I didn't say it all. Next week is Shoes in the Road, Chapter Two. We'll be going to the Wizard. <laughs> the next chapter is fun, though. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff about the next chapter. So, Tim. Till wow. next time. <laughs> nope. How do I know say this? As <laughs> always, you can reach me at Stars Untravels. Reach Amanda at KZ Pub. Reach the show and beyond our focus everywhere, including YouTube and podcast services around the globe. No. Not anymore. Oh. Till next time. Long days and pleasant nights. <laughs>